Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Level 99, and I'm your host, Pete. Podcast about DevOps, Cloud, Linux, you name it. So this week is going to be a little bit different, and I wanted to kind of do more of a review this week. You know, we've been talking about tech stuff a lot. I kind of wanted to bring attention to something else, something new, and kind of give you guys my thoughts on on a certain on a few products right so for this week is going to be more tailored and specific about consumer security and to be specific i find it very interesting and also impressed that apple is doing so much about listening to the market as well as providing additional security and privacy to its consumers. Now I know what you guys are thinking. Half of you are probably rolling your eyes. Like, oh my God, here we go. But hear me out. Just hear me out. We all know how critical Apple can be for their app stores, right? It doesn't make it the easiest of places for developers or others to submit apps to the ecosystem. But if you just take a step back and think about the reasoning why, and this is actually even stated on their website, is that Apple provides a layer of protection designed to ensure that apps are free of known malware and have not been tampered with. Because we know, at least in the past, I can't say this now, but back when I used to have an Android, you didn't really know what apps you might download from the Google Play Store, right? Anyone could have just uploaded an app at that time. So you had to, you know, make sure who it was created by and read the reviews kind of carefully and make sure you don't accidentally put your credentials and stuff in the wrong app. Don't know if things have changed for the Android ecosystem or if they have been a lot more strict and have a lot more especially security policies or auditing on their apps available. I don't know. But at least for Apple, I know they do that. And I think it is more of a peace of mind that I know that the app that I'm going for, that I'm going to download, especially with the most recent upgrade that I've done on my iPhone, I've noticed that, and this has actually been there for a few versions, but they allow you to prevent apps from tracking you, which is kind of nice, right? Because they mine your information, send it back, and whatever they do with that. And I always found that annoying. So once I saw that feature and it said ask apps not to track or follow you, I actually went to the settings and fully uh, enabled that to force all the apps not to track me. So I never get that uh, prompt anymore. It's just by default they don't, which is kind of nice. I know that some of you guys are also going to be thinking about, well, you know, iCloud got hacked a few years ago. It did, but the time it it did, and at the same time, it did not. So if you guys actually look into the iCloud hack that did happen a few years back, I think it was a couple years ago actually now, it was more of high-profile users, so all the celebrities, and they got hacked because of the lack of security they had enabled on their iCloud, right? They didn't use strong passwords, they used very easy guessable passwords 
and that's kind of how those breaches happened no actual person's account got hacked now in the early days of iCloud I remember people were able to kind of stream through iCloud accounts kind of by just using the forward slash and just start slapping away random numbers but I think I Apple has since then they have actually since then resolved that and I think they've done a lot better job of making sure that their attack surface is a lot smaller but then again right no product or no application no no nothing that is on the internet is 100% hack proof or not vulnerable for a breach right it's just at some point you know Apple might get breached at some point Microsoft will get breached it's just it will happen at some time it could happen right we can never say never but it is nice that at least with the Apple ecosystem you really are limited to your own like environment so the footprint is a lot less which was kind of the one reason why I did move my password vault off of LastPass into Apple's right the the key store that they have on your iPhone it's kind of nice I didn't like how you know LastPass was starting to charge you premium if you had more than one device it was it I mean let's be honest we all saw that coming but the downside is anyone can get to it right it's open you anyone on any browser any system can get to it the Apple products is very locked down to just the Apple products but yes I will admit it is kind of annoying that if I want to use my you know gaming PC to log into a website to pull it up and look at the password and type it in but at the same time do I really want that integration I don't think I really do I think I'm, I'm okay with that because by default all my passwords is already being backed up so if I ever lose my iPhone or whatever or other Apple products I'm not really that dead on the waters. If I buy a new one, I can log back in using my iCloud account and all of my credentials are then stored and recovered. I'm fine. And the new feature that I kind of discovered, and I didn't even know about this, I accidentally stumbled upon this, is within the Apple's password vault, they actually now offer MFA, which I was actually very fascinated and intrigued by. I was like, no way. <laughs> Let me try this out. So I put a couple of uh, you know random applications that are not critical, and I just slapped it in there, and it was pretty seamless. Especially if you try to log into it through your Apple device, it's so seamless. I was like, this isn't bad at all. And even if I have to type it in on on the website myself on my gaming PC or whatever, it's not it's it's not that painful, right? Like it might. You might hate it the first week or two, but once you get used to it, it's not bad. Especially if, so it's not that bad at all. It's so seamless. And the one thing I do enjoy is if and when I'm making accounts or logging into an app or I'm, you know, logging in with the websites off of my Apple products, it suggests you a strong password by default, right? You just say, yeah, use whatever password. And when you go into it, it is actually a very nice and strong password you don't even have to like try to guess or go online and use a generator or all that bs it does it for you 
you know, the full nine yards. Numbers, capital letters, lowercase, special characters, blah, 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 you know, my firstborn, sacrifice, everything. It does all that for you. So it's, it's seamless. It's nice. But the one thing I do dislike about it is that every time I want to access the vault to type in something, I have to go through my settings and then pull it up that way, which is kind of annoying. I wish it was just kind of a quick shortcut or icon that I can just pull up. And maybe there is. I admittedly haven't really cared enough to <laughs> pull it up, but eh, it's fine, right? It works. But the one thing I do enjoy about it is if you're in that ecosystem where you're thinking about switching, it is one less app to worry about. So by moving all my stuff into the vault, I have now deleted my all my other password vaults accounts as of terminate. And up until now, I think I probably mentioned a few times that I was using the Microsoft Authenticator, which I think it is still a very solid option. But if I ever do convert all of my stuff into the Apple with their MFA, that is one less app to have on my device. Technically two less apps, because let's be honest, we all have a ton of apps that we don't even use or look at, haven't touched in years. But it's it's kind of nice, right? So you, you do, I don't know, like Facebook.com or whatever, username, password, and MFA token, all in one page. Rather than logging into LastPass, pulling up the password and then opening up the app looking at uh, either Google Authenticator or whatever and typing the password right it's just one stop shop but the other thing I do appreciate and I thought this was super cool so you know when you do create your Apple ID you know you get that email it gives you three options of alias IDs which is kind of nice right so you can have you can hide your Apple ID from the public and never use that again and you can have three separate accounts that is all linked as an alias to your, your iCloud. So you can have one for, I don't know, like ads, gaming, whatever, right? And something important, maybe like for your resumes. I don't know, right? For your job interviews. However you want to define those three. And the cool thing about it is you can then disable, delete, rotate those at all times. And that is, it will always be linked back to your main iCloud email. Which I thought that kind of blew my mind when I f discovered that. I was like, "Oh, this is this is cool," but the downside is if you ever you can't promote a alias, which is kind of sucky in my opinion, right? Because I would rather be able to promote an alias to my primary ID than demote that one if I ever decided to change it. Like maybe I don't know, I made some weird email address one day, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I don't like that anymore. I don't I don't like that name." Or if you get married and you want to rename and you have a new name right which is kind of common then you have to create an alias you can't really change that apple id anymore and apple doesn't give you an option at least from what i'm aware of from what i've looked into to merge accounts so you can't just be like hey just convert everything from this account to this one and then delete everything they don't do that either so some pros and cons right but what I was trying to get into is their new security feature, which I thought was pretty nice. So 
you know, we all know of Proton VPN, right? Where it's supposed to be, quote unquote, the most safest and secure VPN. They don't log your data. They don't do any of that stuff. Because let's be honest, if you use any free VPN service, yeah, you're not being tracked when you're out in public or if you're on your Starbucks Wi-Fi. But at the same time, whoever is the hosting company of that VPN could still track your data. And you don't know what they're doing with that. Granted, Apple could sell your information, but I think from what we've seen of most recent, they're not in the market of selling your data. So they have this thing called hide my, hide my email, which I think is so nice, right? So I have one that is a permanent hide my email that I just put like a shit emoji on it. I'm not kidding. And that is literally my spam email. So whatever websites that wants my random email, rather than keep generating hide my email like uh, addresses, I just have one permanent one. That's just my spam. So whatever comes to it, and then eventually once that kind of fills up and becomes annoying, I'm just going to delete that and just get a new one. So smooth. Uh, I used to use those uh, burner emails. For, I think it was like temp email or whatever that website was. But this is just a lot easier and smoother to manage and handle. In addition to the, what was it called? In addition to the private relay, now that is being offered by Apple, it's called iCloud Private Relay, right? Keeps their internet activity private. And I'm literally reading this off of the, the iPhone right now. Private relays hide your IP addresses and browsing activity in Safari and protects your unencrypted internet traffic so that no one, including Apple, can see both you, can see both who you are and what sites you're visiting. Well, damn, right? That's pretty solid. Now, unfortunately, for the private relay, hide my email is not free. You have to have iCloud Plus or something, either the $9.99, like the $0.99 cent, like, subscription or something, right? Like, you have to have the, the, the next tier of Apple, like, no, I'm sorry, the, the iCloud storage just to unlock this. So it's not really there by default, but, you know, a lot of us, we do pay for VPN services and this by default being there for free is not a bad option. Then again, let me rephrase that. Not free, but compared to what most of us are paying, this is pretty good. Especially if they literally stated there that not even Apple can view and see what you're seeing and who you are, which is kind of cool. They do have this option where they can keep your IP when you're surfing onto your, a general location or an entire country based. So I kind of tested this out. If I did do general, it was keeping the IP to my state. But if I did general, it was actually thinking I was in New York. I was like, huh, it's not bad, right? Like I can see the benefits of it. But then again, it was throwing my, what is it called? Like my Waze and Google Maps all like wonky. Like Google couldn't figure out where I was when I was trying to find for food, which was kind of annoying. I was like, ah, fuck. Now I got to go and 
disable this and and put it to general location once I put it back to general location it it didn't really give me my specific location which was good because that's what I didn't want but still it gave me a very wide I think it was like a 50 mile radius of of where I was and offerings like me you know I can zoom in it's not bad now I remember a few years back I think this was 2015 there was some huge high profile court case where the US government wanted to have Apple to unlock an iPhone so the FBI could do some investigation or have some evidence don't remember what the case was but I did find it cool how Apple stood their ground said no we will not hand over our encryption keys or any of that data for you to unlock the device. You give us a subpoena, we will unlock it ourselves and hand you the information you need. Which I was like, dang. Even then, they're like, you know, staying true to to their privacy and security. Then, you know, the U.S. government does what they do and hired former Apple engineers and should have them hack it. But I think they failed. I think they eventually did work with Apple to get that data handed over to them a little fuzzy on the specifics so don't don't kill me for that but I thought it was a fun story especially because you don't really see that right especially in this day and age that our information our privacy we are dependent on a company now I don't really know how we would fix this overall as a culture because you know it's a lot of money that can be made. Like I don't really know what the solution to that would be. But the one other and last feature that I have started to enjoy has been the Apple login. And there's one more feature as well. So I know a lot of us use, you know, either Gmail or other things to instantly log into websites to create accounts so we don't have to keep creating accounts over and over and over again. So the nice thing is if you log in with Apple, right, you have a feature, an option that says hide my email. So it will automatically then generate a fake email address for you when you're signing up for a website. And if you actually toggle the settings as you're signing up, you can either put your full name or just your first name or your first letter of your last name if it's a website you don't want your information on there and they will then create all that for you and is linked here's a caveat the here's a cool part about it if and when you log in to any website online you will get a token sent to your phone that you get to allow and deny and get a geographic location of where I thought that was awesome I was like hell yeah this is so cool but again I know I've made this statement in a previous episode, I do wish that the token that gets sent to your iPhone is temporary. Like you have like maybe a minute to two minutes to say allow or deny and then it just, you know, fizzles out. It expires. So Apple, if you're hearing this, you know, it's a cool feature request, right? <laughs> And I will admit, I, I have been using that feature more and more often, slowly, because I get to hide my emails. I don't like, you know, giving all my emails. I've actually 
moved away email addresses for my some of my old ones that I had used for over 10 years because they were just getting spammed so much recently and it was just getting a pain so I, I had a Yahoo right I know right Yahoo who uses that but I had that since I was growing up and I think it was over 20 some years I had that every spam email you can think of was being hit to it I was getting emails from people saying hey here's your Apple receipt for some random purchase or hey here's a random eBay receipt for random purchase but when you click on that from email address it's some really wonky email address at some random gmail it's not even like PayPal or eBay or any of that stuff I was like ugh no matter how much I would block them or move it to junk it just wouldn't it wouldn't move like it just wouldn't stop so eventually you know I moved all my important stuff off switched accounts to any account that I was linked and then had them to deactivate and delete that account I was like that's it I'm, I'm done with this and there was another gmail I had too was pretty bad but gmail you know it was doing pretty good too about offering security on their accounts because recently I noticed when I try to log into a new gmail account it gives me an option if I have the app on my phone to approve the sign in on my phone or deny which I was like huh that does make me feel better right all these like added layer of functionality and security that all these companies are adding talking about PayPal you know Apple is starting to come up on that space too I don't know if you guys have noticed the the Apple wallet with Apple cash and Apple pay it's pretty it's, it's nice it's really nice I'm I hate to say it and I hate that I love it but it's really nice like I have a, like a credit card or two on there if I forget my wallet which I do sometimes I know I know but if I'm at the store I can just pull up the card that I want boom right by the card reader and I got my groceries and I'm leaving I'm out it's it's, it's seamless especially in an app so if I wanted to make like I don't know reload my Dunkin or my my Starbucks card I can pay with Apple pay with the card so I don't have to keep pulling my card and do any of that stuff or if I'm doing uh, that park mobile app whatever same thing I'll just go straight to your card and then the cool thing is you'll get a receipt right away you get a little pop-up notification saying to charge to the card from Apple Wallet and Apple Pay it's, it's good and, it, and it's bad the the good part is you can literally send a text message to somebody and send them money the bad part is when you're setting it up you have to use your debit card to send put money in and hook up your bank account to send money out so putting money in with a debit card I don't find that as bad because I think it's kind of a nice functionality or at least in my opinion for security aspect because something does ever happen it's easier for me to cancel a debit card than change bank account numbers right like at any time I can call the bank really hey disable this debit card and issue me a new one versus hey I need a whole new bank account but Apple has stated several times that they do not track and they do not mine or log your purchases and what you send with Apple Pay and Apple Cash which is kind of nice because 
Venmo, if you guys look on their website or search on online, Venmo does actually mine your your information. So what you send, what you get, your activity, they mine that and they sell that. And they are a subsidiary of PayPal. So ever since I heard that, I've been trying to move away from that because you know, if I'm not getting a cut, why do you get to benefit and profit from me? I don't know. That's just my school of thought. I don't use PayPal. I haven't used PayPal in such a long time. So I, you know, did the same thing I did with my old email account. I had them uh, deactivate it and nuke it. So PayPal is gone. And I'm trying to get away from Venmo. But that seems to be more of a popular choice with a lot of my group of friends. And, and, you know, not a lot of people do have Apple devices to use Apple Pay. So that is the one downside of this is if you're in the ecosystem and all of your friends and family are in the ecosystem, it's great. It's seamless. But and your friends are not, then, you know, you're kind of sucks. But I do get why Apple doesn't want to make that functionality and feature fully available on all platforms, right? Because, again, it comes down to tech vector and all that jazz. I get it, but I wish it was just a little bit easier way that, I don't know, maybe I can use my Apple Pay or, sorry, my Apple Cash to send money to an Venmo account. I know it won't work that way, but at that rate, you might as well just do a bank transfer. I don't know, but with all of these added layers of features that Apple has been promoting and pushing into their devices and their platform, listening to the customers, it does give me a good sense of Apple and where they stand, right? Like you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. And I feel pretty good about like, you know, like they got your back. Security seems to be their number one priority to their customers, obviously, besides the dollar figures, right? Because that is probably, I should say, that's their number one figure. But I think they understand that within their ecosystems, that is a very important feature and functionality for their consumers. I myself am probably going to continue and stick with Apple products because of that or until another product down the line comes down and has all these functionalities and features just as good. It does suck that the products are very costly, but you know, you kind of pay for what you get. That's not, and I hate that I like it. I'm not gonna admit, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I hate that I like it, but I do. It's just seamless. Everything about all their features just works so well with each other. Apple Pay, Apple Cash, the the hide my ID. God, I love hide my email. Sorry. I love that functionality. It's just so much easier than getting that that downloading those email burning app like burner apps. Like it's just it's just so smooth and some so seamless. But I do have to just add one last thing is that with the hide my email there is a limit or at least what I've seen on Reddit for people posting about it so I don't know if that is still the case but I think up to two months ago or three months ago someone said the limit was roughly around 100 if not a little bit more but you know if you do what I do and just have 
one burner email for all of your junk stuff and all your accounts and apps on different emails. I think you should be fine because it's, I don't know. Those are just my thoughts on it, right? For what it's worth, you know, I've been testing it out. I love it. I think it's great. And let me know what you guys think, right? Like, if you're not on the platform, what do you guys use to secure your accounts, right? Like, what steps do you take? Or maybe I'm just a weird one with the tinfoil hat on my head and just being overly precautious, which I am, right? I'll admit, you're not wrong if you're thinking that about me, but let me know, right? I'm, I'm interested in hearing your thoughts. I'm interested in hearing what you guys are doing in that aspect. And if there's anything you guys are doing extra, feel free to hit me up, right? Like there's a anchor, uh, my anchor link is actually in the description. Feel free to reach out to me. You can leave me a voicemail on the anchor app, or you can email me level 99 podcast at outlook.com. Let me know, right? Like I kind of want to know what you guys are up to, what you guys are, what you guys are doing, especially with when it comes to your privacy and your security. So that's going to be about it for this week, everyone. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. And as always, take care. And until next week.